This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, hey, Coach, how are you doing? Good, Percy. How are you? I'm good. Hey, I'm curious about um, Mr. Mr. Riley Soren and just um, just your expectations that you had of him coming into the season and how has he worked himself into this rotation of yours? Well, he uh, – obviously, we see him every day in practice. He hasn't had an opportunity to get into the game. Um and he just kept getting better and better. And, uh, you know, you're sitting there and the one guy that Isaiah Stewart had problems scoring against was Riley. And, you know, and you, you kept looking past, kept looking past. And, um, you know, we're trying different lineups. And we had a first scrimmage, and I'll share with you. I think he had like 20 points, 28. He had 28. He rebounded the ball. He was getting up and down the court great. And so, you know, in the Baylor game, we were, you know, we were in a good situation. And I'm like, okay, Riley in the game. And he brought out a burst of energy and flying around, got to the corner, came back, guy tried to dunk on him, he lifted, you know. He just, there was something about his his energy and his presence and what we were looking for as a team that he brought that I was just like, gosh, how can you not play this guy? And then we challenged the group when we were down at Utah and he just – you know, some guys, you know, when you challenge, they just go out there and they produce. And so, you know, he earned everything that he's got. Um, and, uh, you know, he's just going to keep getting better and better. He's just scratching the surface of the type of player he can become. You know, it, it, it just seems so obvious that a big guy is really good for the middle of your zone. But beyond that, what types of things does he bring to the court? Well, he's got I think he's got really good hands. Um you know, in the last game against Oregon, you know, the, he got the ball taken away from him a couple times, but he catches a lot. When he puts pressure on the rim, you can throw it up to him and he's finishing. Really good passer, and then he makes foul shots. And so he's a guy that's exceptionally skilled. A big thing is, is he's, he hasn't played in a lot of minutes, and so now being in a rotation, making sure he has energy, taking care of his body, those types of things become critical. But really, really proud of his growth and who he is and how he's going to help this team win. I mean, just this last thing, you talked about his offense. I mean, obviously, we really haven't seen a ton of that yet. Is it more than just the, the putbacks, or can you go to him for a bucket? Well, I think if he gets deep post position, I think you can go to him. If he's away from the basket, he's a really good passer. Um, but he's a guy that, uh, you know, when, when you know offensively on a ball screen, you put pressure on the rim. You know, in practice, you've seen him catch and finish. I thought the, the greatest play – that I saw him was going to the offensive glass at Utah, keeping the ball up, pivoting, and dunking <laughs> the game. Yeah. And that was just, you know, now if you can get that all the time, you would say, wow. Uh, but he's still young, is still getting minutes. He's just going to keep getting better and better. Awesome. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Lauren, go ahead, Lauren. Hey, Hop, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. 
Um, I wanted to ask about Riley as well. I mean, you mentioned his passing ability. Um, what can you say just about how he sees the game and, and maybe just his intelligence on the floor? He's just, uh, you know, he was obviously coached by a great high school coach, great high school program. He had a great AAU coach and, um, He's fundamental, uh, but the, you know the greatest thing about Riley is all about how do we how are we going to win as a team? What do I got to do? Um, working with the coaches, what's my job? Let me do my job the best I can do. Anything I can do extra. Ultimate team guy, ultimate team guy, and you know he's uh, you know obviously he's got to improve on some areas, but the energy that he brings, the leadership that he brings, his work ethic that he brings, he's positive every day. And all he cares about is winning and losing and invaluable to our team. And his size, obviously in the zone makes us different. I, the Utah game we were playing and so many of the, the previous three games before I felt so small, like we, you know, you looked at your team and when he was in the game, I was like, geez, we're big. You know, he just Mount Riley is uh, takes up a lot of that paint and, um, uh, it's just really helped our team. You've mentioned his progress. Just what's the biggest difference you see in him um, this year? And what does a next step look like for him? He's always had confidence and he's always had a great IQ. It's been his conditioning. It's been his movement. It's been his work ethic. Our coaches have done a great job getting him prepared. Um, The thing that stands out most to me is that he's just a confident kid that brings it. He doesn't doesn't complain, doesn't do anything. He just works and uh, is a great positive influence. And when you have guys like that and you, they finally have success and they've been sitting on that bench a long time, just so proud of them, right? And everybody is just like, wow, um, you know, those are the guys that you root for. And uh, and uh, you, like I said before, I think the most important thing is he's just scratching the surface of what he can become. But the biggest thing is, is that playing for longer minutes. I mean, he's a big guy his strength and conditioning, which, you know, he's a bigger guy and, you know, he's always had the skills. So all that stuff is really translated and then you've seen his growth. All right. Thank you. Chris Fetters, go ahead, Chris. Hey, Hop, a couple more on Riley. I don't remember if he was committed to Boise State at the time, but can you recall the first time you got a chance to see him in person and your initial reaction? Yeah, I, I just, you know, the same thing. I just, you know, saw not only how good he is now, but what his potential could be. And, um, you know, potential is one thing, you know, everybody has potential, but seeing his size and then watching his IQ, you're like, God, if he just gets bigger and stronger and keeps working and keeps working and gets better movement and gets a little bit more athletic and he can make multiple defensive plays this guy's going to be a problem because he's so intelligent and, uh, you know, he's just was, was blown away by what he could be. And then you go back to, okay, what reaches potential mindset, work ethic, character, all those things that he has. And that's why I know he's just going to keep getting better and better. Was it a hard sell for him knowing that he wasn't going to be able to necessarily come in on scholarship right away? You know what it was, but, um, the one thing at the time, uh, Riley wanted aerospace engineering, and uh, you know we've got one of the best schools in the country in that. And uh, so he, you know, he's not just a basketball player. This is kid is is a great student. Uh, he's what you want representing your university. Takes all area of his life in a professional manner, and 
uh, and then just watching his work and not getting off the bench. And then, you know, everything's been earned and uh, really, really proud of him. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but last question would be because everything's kind of on pause eligibility wise, what would you anticipate that he is a guy that you would love to see stick around and those kinds of things? Are you kidding me? Yes. <laughs> These guys, yeah, are you kidding me? He's just going to keep getting better and better. And all these guys are basically getting a free year and uh, what a great year to, to develop and, and learn and grow in such a tough year. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's going to be a great player in this program for sure. Thanks. Bob. All right. Dan Ramey. I had a question about Riley as well. He's got this magnificent height. How, how, how heavy do you think he can be? Do you have your, trainers uh do they have a, a program for him to reach a certain yeah rate? Todd Tuke and our strength and conditioning uh, coach does a really good job with our guys and our coaches do a really good job you know having them have basketball movement so it's a combination of in the weight room and and then nutrition's a big part I don't know necessarily think like how physical big strong I think his movement his conditioning and just being strong enough right um, you know, you don't want him to get too heavy where he's lumbering. The thing that's making Riley really good right now is he's got gained his strength. He's got really good conditioning better and he's moving better. And when you're seven, four and you can move and, uh, and run and keep your hands up and, and make movements like that, it's, um, it's, it's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, it's a special trait to have for sure. Coach, good afternoon. Uh, Montana's got a Mercer Island coach, and they have the grandson of downtown Freddie Brown. What else do you know about the Grizzlies coming to town? Well, Coach DeCure is one of the best coaches uh, that I've been around uh, in the country. Uh, I remember when he was at Cal with Coach Montgomery. We had played him when I was at Syracuse. Um, you know, he's, a, he's done an incredible job to keep that tradition going at Montana. They've had a great tradition of success and coaches. Um, and he's in that line and, uh, they play tough, like his personality, you know, I, I'd never seen him play, but hearing the coaches talk about how good of a, and tough of a player he was and how disciplined he was, you can see that in his teams. Uh, um, they've given us a game, a hard game every year. Uh, they're tough, they're physical. Um, they're organized and they play exceptionally hard and, uh, it'd be a great test and challenge for us. Yep. Hey coach, how you doing? Good. How are you? Hey, not too bad. Hey, quick question about how can you assess your rebounding interior rebounding and then kind of the exterior and, uh, yeah, just the assessment overall. Well, I think, you know, the first three games, uh, the first two games we were crushed on the glass and uh, had to be addressed. Um, some certain guys got opportunities and were challenged, and we didn't win, but we fixed a major problem, uh, the rebounding. Came back and said, I thought our guards did a really good job rebounding. Uh, Oregon is exceptionally athletic, and we were down. We didn't – you know, they, they hurt us. We got – Nate got in foul trouble, and we had to play a smaller lineup for long periods of time. But – I think our, you know, for us to be a good rebounding team and where we've seen growth is it's got to be five guys in the paint at all times coming back as collective. Uh, some of our best rebounds in Seattle U uh, was Nate Pryor and Quade getting it. And then we're 
you know, making them pay and getting out in transition. So uh, five guys, uh, collective rebounding is going to be our path forward for sure. And then one more, just in terms of ball movement, how, what's your assessment in terms of it being moved around at the perimeter and then going in there? Well, I, I thought, I don't think in, since I've been here, we've scored over 71 points against Oregon. Uh, that was one of the first. In the last couple of games, we've we've shot better from the three-point line, and I think it's a result of our movement. It's our result of us getting in the paint and kicking out a little bit more. Um, I think that's been a big part of, of, of seeing it. There's a little bit better flow, which is a lot of progress. And uh, now we've just got to eliminate our turnovers. And sometimes, you know, you turn it over because you're trying to do too much. Sometimes you turn it over because – you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, you know, predetermined in your mind, you know, it goes back to doing too much. Um, if we can do that and then I, you know, and then improve our shot selection, which I think we've done our last two games, you know, you'll, we'll, we're going to start seeing greater progress, um, uh, as we move forward. Thank you. Coach Hop, hey, just have a couple questions for you real quick. Um, first of all, if you take a look at the film against Oregon, even though a loss, it was night and day difference between Cal State Fullerton. Was there something that happened in between team meeting, team film, or just was there one or two things that maybe clicked? Uh, gosh, uh, you mean the last two games compared to the first three? Yeah. I, you know what? At the end of the day, you, usually you find those things out in exhibition games. You know, the last three years we played at Boise State exhibition. Uh, the next year we played Nevada at Nevada when they were seventh in the country. And um, and last year we played at TCU just to kind of get a gauge. And then we played a really high quality uh, Division II team at home to see what we have. And unfortunately, we didn't have those games. You know, the, the, the Baylor game ended up being, you know, learning from what we have. Um. And, uh, you know, so what did we learn? We learned that we have to rebound. And so you started seeing our, our size. You started looking at combinations of players uh, playing together. Um, that changed. We did have a team meeting, but it was really basic stuff. You know, play for something greater than your team. Um, trust your teammates. Uh, collective rebound. It's going to be five guys and no one person is going to do this alone. And um, same messaging, just different type of year, right? You usually learn that uh, probably a week or a week and a half before you play your first game. And uh, that was something that we had kind of were learning on the fly with the new guys, new team. So um, I feel like we've, we feel like we're in a good place. We still like we obviously have a ways to grow, um, but uh, going in the right direction for sure. One more, just a uh, football signing day tomorrow. And we never got a chance to really talk to you about your signing day. You signed a guy out of Olympia, Jackson Grant. What can you tell me to get me fired up about Jackson Grant? And are you done? Well, well you know, when you talk about uh, talented guys, you're talking about a top 50 talent. We think he's even better than that. He can shoot it. He can, he can post up. Um, he's the modern day, you know, four, four, stretch four, four, five, uh, rebounds the ball, runs the court exceptionally well. And he is Husky through and through. Um, and uh, when you get a kid locally like that, that is so talented and, um, and just he, he wants to be a part of the program, he wants to win big, 
and uh, we're just so excited. He's, he's just he's, his versatility with his size is what makes him so special. And um, like the great ones that I've ever been around, they have a mindset that's just a little bit different. He's got an elite mindset. Uh, what do I got to do, coach? Uh, you know, unfortunately, with with COVID, when he signed, he wanted to come up here and be a part. You know, and learn and watch and grow and those types of things, and um, it stalled that. But we're excited to be able to get him here and coach him and you know develop him. And sky's the limit with him. Are you done? Or possible? Are you done? Possibility of bringing somebody else? You know, there's a there's a there's a possibility for sure. You know, we're we're still weighing the options, looking around, uh, but there's definitely possibilities for that for sure. Okay, we're gonna cut coach off. I gotta go get Riley. Thanks, guys. We'll be right back. Um, we got Riley here. We'll go ahead and get started with Percy. Percy, go ahead. Cool. Awesome. Hey, Riley. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey. Um. I don't know. Just like. A softball question. Um, at what point in time did you know that basketball was your thing? I mean, I'm just going to imagine, you know, your height or the growing up that a lot of people sort of pushed you towards this game. But for you personally, at, at what point in time did you know that, yeah, I'm pretty good at this? Uh, yeah, I think that would probably be um, maybe like probably as late as my junior year of high school. Um, you know, I was always into basketball. It wasn't until I saw like some success going into it that like starting to see some hard work pay off that I'm like, Hey, you know, this is actually a lot of fun to me. And, and I, I like playing basketball. So yeah, like you said, it, um, a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, you should hoop, you should hoop. But it, it wasn't <laughs> until I, I started having some, some success and, you know, being good at basketball that, you know, I, I started to really enjoy it. So. So being, um, you know, tall, we're being seven foot in the Tri-Cities. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine there's a, a lot of seven footers, you know, in the Tri-Cities. Uh, what was that like? Um, so I, I will say there is a uh, there's a guy I used to play against in high school. Uh, he was 6'10 and um, way bigger than me. And so I would have to body against him uh, until he left when I was a junior. Um, so, I, so I got some practice because he was always bigger and stronger than me, not necessarily taller. So I got some um, some practice in there in high school, but um, I think, you know, playing in the, the conference, there wasn't anyone really taller than six, eight or six, ten, and they definitely weren't as big as me. So it was hard to like have that, that competition um, um, that like that you have in college. So it wasn't until like coming to UW that uh, playing against Sam and playing against Isaiah and, uh, and Noah and, and all those guys that I really, you know, was like, Hey, I need to, you know, change my body and change, um, you know, how strong I am really. Mm -hmm. Hey, and, and then just this last thing for me, because um, uh, you've got some folks here that want to ask you some questions, but just what, uh, you know, uh, last year when you were going up against Isaiah, you know, a lot, just what was it that you learned from those matchups? Um, I think the, the thing that those guys taught me the most was how to, how to use my strength in the right way, because, um, you know, I am, I am stronger than I look. I think I, I'm a relatively strong guy, um, but really to, to be able to throw my body around and, and um, put myself in the right place. And you know, that, that's something I'm definitely still working on too. And, and something you guys can see, but I would say that um, what Sam really taught me coming in in the first place. And then what I really honed in on playing against Isaiah was actually using my strength to my advantage and, and learning how people like that like to play against big guys and then kind of using that to my advantage as well. Awesome, Riley. Thank you.
Thank you. Lauren, go ahead, Lauren. Hi, Riley. How are you? How are you doing? Good. Um, so we know you are an aerospace engineer major. Um, just tell me a little bit about that. What got you interested in it and kind of what you want to do? So, yeah, uh, when I, you know, that was one of the big reasons I wanted to actually come to UW was for aerospace engineering. Um, and, it, and I actually changed my major. Um, I'm now an, an architecture major. Okay. Just because there was, there was pretty much no way I'd be able to play basketball, work that schedule out. Um, as you know, labs are at night and, um, and, and studios and stuff like that are at night a lot of times when practice is going on. So, you know, even if I did have the brains for it, I definitely wouldn't have the schedule for it. So I had had to change that, but, um, that was a a big reason I went to UW. Um, and I'm really glad I'm here. You know, I'm glad I made that decision because, um, you know, everything's kind of falling into place right now. So, so why architecture now? What interests you about that? Um, that's always kind of been how my, um, how my brain has worked. I've always been like a hands-on kind of guy and, you know, um, building things or or whatever like that in my free time. So, um, I would say that the architecture design is, is one uh, part of it that I'm taking classes in right now. Um, but the aspect I'm really going into is more of a, a structural engineering, um, side of architecture, just in buildings and things like that. So that'll kind of be in the next couple of years, what I'm, what I'm gearing towards more. Um, which is, which is right up my, my alley. It's, it's what I love to do. So. And then we heard Hop talk about um, just your passing ability and how you see the floor. How much do you think just understanding the game is a big strength of yours? Oh, I, I think it's, I think it's one of the, the biggest strengths for me. I mean, I know the height is big and, and, you know, that's, that's one thing, but I think what I, what I don't have in, um, in speed and, and athletic ability and, and footwork, you know, of course I'm working on those things, but um, I think my my vision for the court and, and my ability to kind of uh, get used to the, the plays and be able to predict predict what people are going to do. I think that um, that kind of makes me a threat because you know if you if you try and stop me, you try and double team me, I'm I'm going to be just as happy getting an assist and then getting a dunk. You know, so um, I think that's the, the biggest thing for me is just keep trying to find new ways for other people to score if, if I'm not available. All right, thank you. Thank you. Dan Riley, go ahead, Dan. Uh, Riley, what was your path to Washington? Did you have other scholarship offers? And if you did, why, why did you pick the Huskies uh, as, a, as a, a non-scholarship guy to begin with? Um, yeah, I, I had a, a lot of looks. Um, one of the big ones was St. Mary's. You know, they have a tremendous big program. Um, and I was looking at them. Um, and, uh, you know, a, a, few, a, a few other schools were looking at me as well. And, and um, a lot of them for, you know, full-ride positions. Um, I just felt like, uh, again, like the, the uh, aerospace engineering was, was a, a part of it, but I really, with some of these smaller schools that were offering me scholarships, I, I felt like I, I could achieve more, you know, I, I felt like I had the, the potential to, you know, buckle down and, and, you know, be kind of silent for two years and, or three years and however long it took really, um, to say, you know, I'm, I'm in the program and I'm, I'm ready to, ready to fight and do whatever you need me to do. Um, and, and I, that's all I really want. I just want to win. So, um, and I, I, I love this program. So I think it's a, um, it's a good opportunity for me. Um, I'm, I'm glad I took this opportunity, um, because, um, if I would have stayed somewhere else, I, I think that I wouldn't, have, uh, the coaching staff would have been able to get the, the most uh, out of me that, that I know I could do. So. And last question for me is, 
you have this magnificent height. What is the ideal weight to go with it when you get there? Um, well, we're, we're looking around, around 270 would be ideal. Um, high 270s, hopefully. Um, I'm 260 right now, hovering around there, sometimes over, sometimes under. Um, but I think a, a muscly 270 build, because I got some, you know, I got a little tummy fat on me right now. So, <laughs> but uh, I think, uh, you know, slim, slim down a little bit, but but start bulking up um, my arms. My legs are, are generally strong, but um, I think a good 270 would, would be the right weight right now. All right, Chris, Hey, Riley, I just um, was curious when you were weighing the decisions when you were in high school and knowing that you weren't necessarily going to be able to go on full scholarship at Washington right away, but you also had your academic pursuits as well. How, how, tell me a little bit about the deliberations that you were going through in your own mind trying to make that decision. Yeah, I mean, it was it was tough because I really wasn't – I mean, I wasn't super heavily um, – recruited. I mean, UW was, uh, was the only official visit I went on. Um, I went on an unofficial to St. Mary's and, and talked to a lot of coaches elsewhere, but, um, I'm, I'm just really, um, cause you know, I didn't sign until late in, in my senior year. And so I'm just, was excited that, that some, like a coaching staff actually had some, some belief in me and had some trust in me to say, you know, we know it's going to take a little bit to, to get you where you need to be. But um, we're ready to put that little bit of effort in if, if you're, you know, if you, if you don't want to jump on as a scholarship athlete right now. And so, you know, I took their word for it and I was like, you know, I'll just perform how I can. And um, and they held up their end and, and it's been uh, it's been a beautiful thing. So also tell me about balancing kind of the, your academics and your athletics. Um, obviously, you talked about your move uh, in majors, but knowing that you've got some pursuits outside of sport, um and knowing that this is a, a year where everything's on pause eligibility wise, how many more years do you think you could conceivably see yourself at Washington playing basketball? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I think I'll, I'll definitely, cause I ventured it. So I'll definitely be doing a fifth year. Um, and by then my, my uh, undergrad program for architecture should be um, running its course. We audited my degree and everything and, and that's all squared away. Um, so I would definitely see myself doing a fifth year here. So here for a couple more years. Um, and yeah, like, like you said, it is, it is a lot to, to balance, um, like a major like that as well as, uh, as well as basketball. Cause not a lot of people are doing that in the athletics, you know, it's just kind of the general majors you see. So, and that was something that I worked a lot with Anthony Gabriel, uh, my academic advisor, and we went through and we're, we're had some good conversations about how we're going to be able to, to go forward. And, you know, I, I'll be honest, I was a little stubborn. He, he was trying to say, you know, I don't know if you'll be able to do that, but. Um, but ultimately we came to a compromise and, and I'm really happy where I'm at right now. So. Okay, great. The last one for me, I was just curious because of all the things that you just talked about. I'm wondering if you've allowed yourself to even think about the idea of maybe even playing professional for a little while, whatever level that might be overseas or whatever. Is that something that, that you've allowed yourself to think about? Oh, 100%. And, and that's something um, that has come with my, with my um, improvement in, in college. Um, now that that's something that could be on the table here in the next couple of years, like I'm definitely, uh, looking at that and seeing, you know, it, there's a, there's a lot of open, um, openness to my schedule right now, as far as what I'm going to be doing in the next, you know, in the next five years. So, um, I'm definitely leaving every door open and, and, um, I'm excited to see, you know, who has interest in me and, and where I could potentially be going. So thanks, Riley. Thank you. All right, lastly, Kay Reynolds. 
Hey, Riley, I remember talking to you in high school and I thought of you as a really bright kid that was going to go to school and be an engineer and play basketball. Are you seeing yourself more as a basketball player who's going to engineering school? And if so, when did that shift kind of start taking place? Um, I'm definitely, I'm still trying to work on that balance. Um, I, I think it, because, you know, basketball, uh, playing for a D1 college does take up a lot of your time. And it, it's definitely everything else kind of has to take a back burner. Um, so I think you're right in saying, like, I've, I've had to put a lot of my focus and energy into basketball. But I'm definitely still trying to not close any doors. I'm not trying to, you know, back myself into a corner here and, and stick 100% to basketball and then say something down the road happens where I can't play anymore or, or where, you know, it just runs its course. I, I don't want to be you know, I don't want to be screwed over from an academic perspective. So it's definitely, that's the hardest thing about um, being here is trying to find that balance. Um, I would definitely say that's the hardest thing. Just one more. Has there ever been a time on the basketball court where you've come in or a players come in off the bench and you stood next to them and they kind of look up at you with those eyes and go, damn. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that actually, um, so it happens all the time, to be honest, um, even like in practice. So like, We'll, we'll just be practicing and, you know, people are used to me really, or, or, but we'll come back from a break or something. People are like, did you grow? Like, quad will come up, like, I don't know, I swear once a month or something, be like, dude, you're tall, man. So it, it still happens all the time. I mean, people, I don't think people really get used to my height. I don't know if they ever will. But, um, yeah, the de it definitely happens a lot. So. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys.